This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast episode with myself, Adam Strong. And, you know, today... I wanted to take this opportunity, first of all, because I'm super excited because we're really accelerating on going towards episode 300, which I'm so pumped about. Um, Now, you may or may not have seen, but what we're going to be doing actually very shortly is we're going to be rebranding our podcast. So we're going to have a new name. We're going to have some new artwork, and it's going to be absolutely epic. we can have some real mixture of some real different things going on from live sessions, live strategy sessions that I'll be doing, along with some of the podcast interviews that I've done on other previous podcasts, as well as speaking events. And of course, don't forget some of our experts that we also bring in and talk about particular topics. So listen. Super excited about the launch of that, which is going to be happening very soon in the new year. And uh, make sure that you check that out because the launch will be January 4th. So depending on when you're listening to this will depend on, of course, uh, if you're listening to the new podcast or not. So listen, um, stay tuned. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, So what I want to do actually today is I wanted to take this opportunity because I feel like I haven't done many of these solo episodes for that long, right? And I've been getting bombarded with messages from people that are trying to get some tips and advice about planning business strategy, right? For the new year, okay? So 2024, 101 business strategy blueprint. I'm going to give you guys some structure and some context about how you can go about creating your own business strategy for 2024 and beyond, okay? So make sure that you've got a notebook and pen handy because I'm going to go through seven steps that will help you to create the ideal business strategy, right? So listen, this can be applied for any business because each business, this is not a one-size-fits-all approach, by the way, okay? But this template is something that I use in my own business, right? It does wonders for me, and it has done wonders for a lot of the clients I'm working with. So what I want to do is I want to go through the seven steps, if that's okay with you guys, and give you some structure and a kind of a blueprint about how to create some strategic business planning for 24. So if you're really struggling to get an idea, this is the ideal opportunity to really kind of delve in deep. It doesn't doesn't really matter, actually, when you're listening to this episode, right? Whether it be the new year or whether you're rethinking about how to improve what you currently got, I'm going to try to challenge your thoughts and thinking. And I want you to try and think about what I'm giving you right now is a way in which you can become more efficient, more productive, 
but also more importantly, how you can get faster results. So that's what it's all about, right? So let me let me give you some uh, let me go through these seven steps, and then I'll give you some examples and some context there. So, so let's get straight into this. So how do we create a business strategy? Like first of all, what is a business strategy, right? So a business strategy to me is effectively strategic planning, but it's more around how can I, depend on what you want to achieve, of course, and what goals that you have, is going to depend on the outcome, okay? But a business strategy effectively is a plan, right? That's what it is, is a plan for whatever it is that you want to achieve. So I'm going to teach the exactly the same method that I taught my mastermind members and what I apply in my own business as well. So tip number one, okay? So checklist number one, okay? First of all, what I want you to do is I want you to reevaluate, and I will, I, I like to call it take inventory. So imagine you had a big warehouse, okay? All right, so you've got a warehouse, and within the warehouse, um, I want you to kind of think of your warehouse, which are in crates, like I want you to think about what's working well within your business, okay? So to take inventory, okay? So imagine your business as a bit of a shop or a warehouse. I want you to write down what is working well for you in your business right now, okay? All right. Now, I want you to really kind of look at this from a top-down perspective, okay? So I want you to like switch off your mobile phone, switch off your social media, switch off your emails, right? Because I need you focused, okay? But I want you to think if you were st- if you step outside of your own business, okay? And you look from the top down, what do you see? Okay, so reevaluate what's working well. So that's the first one. And secondly, what improvements do you need to make in your business? All right. So we're not talking about failures here. We're talking about what are the improvements that you need to make? So is it your improvements could be you need to generate more leads? Okay, what's that number look like? Okay. I need to generate more sales in the business. Great. How much do you need to generate and over what period of time? Is it on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, et cetera? So I want you to start to create a list, all right? So right at the top of the page, step number one, take inventory, right? What's working well, what's not working so well, okay? So be open and honest with you because this is, this is a document that you're going to keep for yourself, but you can also share this with other team members as well. All right. So that's tip number one. Tip number two. This is extremely important. This is something that I feel like a a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders don't do enough of, which is to revisit your vision and mission. And in time with that is if we think about the vision side of stuff, I want you to think about legacy. Okay. So when I think about legacy, I want you to think about you know, what is the legacy piece of your business? Okay. So what is the purpose of it? Why, why does it exist? Why does your business exist? Okay. All right. And like, if we was to put yourself in a five or 10 years or even 20 years down the line, okay, what does it look like? How has it changed? How do you want to make people feel like, what is the legacy behind this? Okay. So again, going back to purpose of, of meaning, 
okay? Meaning of why we are here, okay? And then obviously you've got your mission, okay? So what 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 are you doing on a uh, on a day to day basis that it influences the activities based on what your vision is, okay? So revisit your vision and mission, okay? We've done previous episodes actually on how to create vision and mission, so I won't go into that to it, that in today, but I want to revisit it. Super important, okay? So that's tip number two. Tip number three is what I call avatar. All right. So do you know your audience? Now, some of you will be like, yep, I've heard this all before. Yep. I know my audience. Okay. Now, some of you, okay, will have more than one different type of audience. Okay. Now, uh, when we think of the, of, of your ideal audience or your avatar, okay, do you know their needs? Do you know their wants? Do you know their pain points? Okay. And do you know what challenges they're going through? Okay. So if you don't know that, then obviously you need to go and do some research. Okay. So let me give an example. I used to be in the world of high performance. So high performance uh, coaching and personal training. That's what I used to do. Okay. Is a really good example. Okay. If I had, um, say I had different avatars or I to have a different audience, because some of you may, may be thinking, just like, well, I have different people and I work with different clients or I want to work with different clients. Okay. Then you become a generalist. All right. You become a generalist. No, one's, no one wants to become a generalist. But if I was to, if I had, if I was to target mums, for example, so mums with young children, okay, their needs and wants are going to be different from, say, I don't know, like a male executive, for example, that is in a high pressure job, that's making their dis- different decisions on a daily basis, right? And, you know, they suffer from a lot of stress, okay? So the demands of the job is, is completely different, okay? Which means that their avatar is different because their pain points and challenges are different, okay? So I want you to think about, you know, if you're a financial advisor, if you're a lawyer, if you're an accountant, whatever it is, yes, you may have different types of avatar, but what I want you to do is I actually want you to just focus on the one type of audience that you really want to work with, okay? So if you have multiple Think about one particular type of clientele that you would really like to work with, okay, that you really want to double down on, that brings you joy and fulfillment, okay? So your avatar, okay? Get a really clear picture. And one of the activities that we did within our mastermind, actually, is I got people to go into Google and I got them to research, okay, their ideal avatar and have an actual picture that they could print off, put it onto their refrigerator, so that every time they look past them, when they're creating content, or if they don't want to create content or whatever it is, the person that's on the fridge, which is their avatar, they're doing a disservice to that person, okay? Because they're waiting for your expertise. They're waiting for you to get it, waiting for you to educate them and inspire them and empower them, okay? So super important, all right? That's step number three. Now, step number four, okay? Measuring success or, or KPIs. So, KPIs, all right? So how do you know, uh, or how can you know, you know, what is your target? What is realistic, okay? So if you're starting here and you want to get to here, what does here look like, all right? So it's two different timescales, okay? 
So what KPIs are you putting in place? Is it that you are measuring the amount of profitability in the company? Is it that you're measuring productivity within the workforce? Okay. So what KPIs are you putting in place to show that you're effectively moving the needle? Okay. What are you going to, how are you going to measure success? All right. Where, you know, when you, when you're having team meetings with your team, for example, okay. What is the direction that you're trying to push them into? Okay. Hey guys, we have this goal. The, we have this goal to become a million pound company. All right. We're currently at this. These are our targets. This is what I need us to do to pull together to make that happen. All right. So what are the KPIs that we need to put in place? All right. So again, that's step number four. Step number five, USP, unique selling proposition. Now, some of you will probably know what that is, but I want to tell you what it isn't. Okay. What a USP is not is it isn't, I am professional. I am reliable. I am punctual. Okay. I'm hardworking. Okay. Those are not unique selling propositions. Okay. They are standards. Okay. And there is a real difference between standards and uniqueness. You know, so if I was to hire you as an advisor, accountant, or whatever profession you are, okay, and you told me that that you were hardworking or whatever it is, I'd be scratching my head thinking, why would I choose you over somebody else? Right? Why would I choose somebody else? Okay. Because I'm looking for that uniqueness. Okay. What do you bring to the table? Okay. What is so different from you than your competition? All right. And it isn't because you're hardworking and, 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 you know, that's again, just super standards or whatever it is. But what helps you stand out from the crowd? What helps you stand out from everybody else in your industry? Okay. And again, depend on your industry is going to depend on, you know, um, how much competition you have there. But I can guarantee you, you will have competition in your industry, regardless of what you do, regardless. Okay. So what makes you so different? All right. And it might, it might be that you only work with certain clientele, okay? You only specifically work with certain. It might be that you only take on a certain amount of clientele per year, okay? So there's this exclusivity about you, all right? So I want you to think about like, what makes you unique, all right? So that's step number five. Step number six, all right? Now, this is so important, this step, like super important. People really overlook this. and and they become uncomfortable, all right? But we have to really address the elephant in the room, okay? And I talk about challenges, risks, and opportunities, all right? So based on recent history, okay, so when you've been running your business, whether it be in the last year, okay, what are the challenges? How are you, what are the challenges? How are you dealing with those challenges? And how will you address them? Okay, so challenges and risks. So, you know, for an for an example, you know, is your industry affected by what's happening with the increased cost of living, for example? Okay, so you might be in a you might be selling, say, luxury handbags, for example. Okay, then there's going to be a particular type of clientele. Are they going to be affected by the high cost of living? You know. With new regulations coming in for, say, the financial sector, for example, is that going to alienate certain individuals of 
be working with certain individuals. Does that make sense? So I want you to really make a list of all the different challenges and risks that you know you're being faced with. Okay. And it might be those challenges and risks might be that things that you just can't simply control. All right. But what I want you to do with those challenges and risks when you start writing these down is I want you to think to yourself, how can I take those challenges and risks and turn them into opportunity? Okay. So to kind of flip it on its side and say, okay, well, all right. So as an example, people don't have as much disposable income. Okay. What can I do to position myself that makes me unique? So uh, a really good example of this, actually, I was doing some consulting work uh, with um, with the lady owner at a hotel. And, you know, she was saying to me, you know, oh, there's not as many people coming in through the door. There's not people aren't spending as much money, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, OK. And obviously, depending on what your clientele is, of course, which we which we've established. But I said to her, I said, what can you do to add value to whatever it is that they're paying? Because consumers right now, they have money. The challenge is, is that they are scared. They want to keep it for what they call a rainy day, whatever that looks like, right? Okay. So they're conscientious about what they're spending. All right. So again, again, and this might not apply for you in your industry. You might be in the luxury goods industry, for example, you might provide a concierge service, again, depending on what your industry is. Okay. So, uh, so that's going to be uh, really opportunity. So one of the things that I get a lot of my clients to do when we sit down is to, what do you pre-anticipate? Okay. What are you pre-anticipating in terms of the future? So it's kind of thinking proactively rather than reactively. Does that make sense? And so when you're thinking proactively, then you're kind of in a much better position to deal with things which are not in your control. So what I call shit hits the fan type of scenario, you know, then you're kind of more, I suppose, not resilient, but you're ready for it. Does that make sense? You're more prepared mentally more than anything else. So you'll more than you'll have things in place which will soften if if it does happen, kind of like a worst case scenario type of thing, right? So that's number six, and then my last one, which again uh, is extremely important, is what do you need? Okay, I need more clients, I need more sales, I need more staff, I need reliable staff, whatever that looks like. I need a team, right? What do you need? Okay. Now, again, I want you to think solution-based. What do you need to make it happen? Okay. So this is extremely important to do this exercise um, because, again, it gives you some structure. So rather than kind of like writing out a business strategy, which is just a complete fantasy for some of you guys, you know, because they're completely unrealistic, it doesn't make any sense, et cetera, et cetera. I really, really, really found that by using these seven steps, it's really going to help you uh, create some sort of structure, uh, whether it's using it in the beginning of 24 or beyond, all right? But I can guarantee you, you do this and do this. It's a bit like training and going to the gym and working those muscles. The more you exercise those muscles, the uh, the more that you're going to 
be more prepared, right? So before we wrap up, let's um, let's just quickly go over those seven steps again. So I talked about taking inventory, super important, right? Reevaluating what's working well and what improvements you need to make, right? It's the first thing. Second one, revisit your vision, mission, legacy, and purpose, okay? So revisiting what I call the basic foundations. Without foundations, the house is going to fall down. It's as simple as that, all right? Number three, knowing your audience, okay? Knowing your audience, knowing your avatar, all right? And really focusing on one specific type of avatar, all right? Even though some of you may have more than three, okay? But again, each different type of avatar will come with different client, uh, different challenges, with different, um, with different uh, challenges, but also what keeps them up at night, different stressor, stresses, okay? Which means then you need to then articulate and change your messaging for, that suits those particular clients. Because if you, if you can't speak to those clients, then guess what? It's going to be like speaking to a brick wall, okay? You're not going to get much of a response, okay? Um, so that was step number three. Step number four, KPIs or measuring success. Because your ideology of what success looks like is probably very different from what my success is, okay? So what KPIs do you have in place? What does success look like for you? Okay. I want to be realistic. You know, are you using monetary? Are you using uh, productivity? Whatever it is, okay? What are the KPIs? Number five, unique selling proposition. What makes you different from your competitors? Number six, challenges, risks, and opportunities. What are they? And how can you turn your risks and challenges into opportunities? And Step number seven is, what do you need? And I want you to think about solution bases rather than kind of thinking firefighting hurdles and that kind of stuff, all right? So those are my seven steps, ladies and gents. I hope it's useful, okay? A uh, lot of information to take in. And uh, like I said, I use this session more specifically to give you more of a mind workout, okay? more than anything else. And I can guarantee you, if you follow this structure, it will work because it works for me. It works for my clients. So it will work for you. Anyway, listen, enough from me. Hopefully you got some great information. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please do me a favor, head over to Apple or on Spotify, leave a one or a five-star review and uh, tell us about what, uh, tell us about if you uh, enjoyed today's session. Anyway, uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, you get today's session out the way and uh, we'll see you again on the next podcast. Take care and we'll see you soon.